0: Paul, what's up, brother?
1: Hey, what's going on? I'm wearing the Nedved hat in honor of the trip that I missed this year. Yeah, I've got that one in gray and Jack, my son, has has the orange one.
0: Oh, yeah, man, we missed a good hunting trip. It was I heard it was like 80 degrees, so they were sweating out there.
1: Yeah, it was a little warm, but still better than 20 degrees with 500 mile an hour winds. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So kind of
0: I didn't get my shotgun fix this fall. Yeah, in fact, maybe at all this year. I think I shot it at some point this year. I just can't remember. Maybe it was a home intruder. I don't know. It all blends together, blurs together. (laughs) Well, cool, man. All right. Well, so let's start off. You had a question pulled up from somebody. Why don't we start off with that and see where that leads?
1: Yeah. And I've had this several times in the last three years now. Um, So here here it goes. Uh, And this is from, you know, no one in particular um, that I'm when I came up with it, I, I'm thinking of a few people that I have in mind. Um, anyway, so it goes like this. I've read Becoming Your Own Banker and know that IBC is what I want to do, but my spouse isn't on board. Okay. And that's very. That's a very common thing that I think we see. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say extremely common, uh, but
0: you know, typically in, in most um you know, spousal relationships that I work with, and maybe you see the same thing. There's usually one person who leads the charge on the finances and the other person is a, a, a willing accomplice. They just yes. say, Hey, I trust I that's you. True. Yeah. I trust you. You know, you have a good track record. You're taking care of our family. If you think it's the right thing to do, do it. And then there's other couples where you really need buy-in from both people. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, I would say for IBC, you want buy-in from both people. So yes. this, this is not putting money in mutual funds and only one of you needs to understand how this concept works. This should be for, for
1: your whole family, really. And they probably don't understand what's happening behind the scenes on that either. Right. Because if they did, they wouldn't buy them. But that's a separate story. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah. Yeah, what's your experience? I think very similar, you know, it it varies. But I think that what I've seen is that one spouse, like the question says, right, or the statement says, has read the book, has maybe listened to some podcasts, has read other material. Maybe they've gone to the Nelson Nash, you know, Institute at infinitebanking.org and seen some of the videos and read some of the material, you know, maybe the, you know, the Robert Murphy report or the Carlos Laura and Robert Murphy report. Right. And they've read some of those things. Yeah, I have. I talked to a gentleman last night who read. He had already read The Creature from Jekyll Island before he read Becoming Your Own Banker. And then when he read Becoming Your Own Banker, he discovered that in in the back of the book, where Nelson's recommended reading list, The Creature from Jekyll Island is on that that list. Oh, yeah. So he was like, this is it. And he's, you know, he's ready to go. 51-year-old guy. But typically, you know, the answer I like to tell them is like, listen, I think both of you should be on board for sure. This is a... You know, paying very high premium relative to your income for a long period of time, let's say 30 years, is a commitment. It's a serious commitment. And if you're not all in, both of you, then I, th- I think it's bad business and we won't, we won't move forward. So I think the solution to that is that you got convinced by reading Becoming Your Own Banker and looking at some other material. That's what the other spouse who doesn't know what you're talking about, isn't in the mindset, doesn't know what IBC is, hasn't read Nelson, hasn't listened to him, that person needs to do those things. And then if they still aren't convinced that this is some a path that they want to take, so be it. You tried your best. Right. As they say, IVC is caught, not taught. That's
0: so right. you can pound your head against the wall trying to convince somebody. But at, at some point you got to realize, hey, if somebody doesn't want to receive it, they're not going to take it. So you can't force it. You know you can't force them to understand it or learn it or want to learn it or anything so my my question to that that person that guy would be why is she not on board you know what is her what are her reasons is it because her dad told her whole life insurance is a terrible place to put your money uh which could be very possible
1: a lot yeah. of people hear that that's what probably 99 percent of americans have been told or been led to believe right right so then yeah.
0: Yo, maybe she needs to go back to whoever told her that and say, why is it a bad place to put my money? And then I'm sure when she hears all those reasons and brings them back, we'd be able to to say, nope, that's that's invalid, 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 invalid.
1: Yep. And I think I was going to tell him this, but I I just, I want to, I'm going to let him have the conversation or let her have the conversation with the other spouse and just say, you know. You know, Paul or Dave or or your whoever your agent is, right, because this, this happens to all agents, you know, the concerns and the questions can be answered and can be addressed. Mm-hmm. And like we said in previous episodes, you know, Uncle Bob's understanding of whole life insurance is based on somebody else's misunderstanding of it or right. downright lies about it. Right. And if that's true, and it, it largely is, um, and then you said this it's worth your time to go seek out the truth and do it and to address your own concerns. Um, and that, that costs you nothing, but a little bit of time. Yeah. Some reading, Yeah.
0: So you, know, a, a, a spouse that's not on board, there's different degrees of that as well. So the, there's the one spouse who just doesn't understand it. Um, they've got a, you know, a bad ideas in their head about whole life insurance. You know, they're they're somewhat educated on financial matters, but it's just, you know, they just write it off. There's there's other spouses who are who are fighting you tooth and nail against it and they'll put their foot down and they they will not go for it. And and that's what I would never recommend moving forward with it. Cause no. if you've got one person fighting against you, telling you that, you know, you're wasting our money, that's a stupid thing to do, you're not going to be successful. And eventually that person's probably gonna grind you down to where you just cancel the policy you know, take your money. Like James says, you, you quit and go home. Yeah. So isn't that how he says it? Yeah.
1: And that's, and frankly, that's just bad business, right? Yeah. Because the agent spent time with you to educate you and to put the policy in the, you know, under, you went through underwriting and you went through an unknown, uh, amount of discussions to, disc- to talk about infinite banking to talk about dividend paying whole life insurance to talk about how the policies are designed you know dig into your finances all these things um and that time has time has value so yeah i think you know three years ago i had been like yeah let's move forward but but now with you know some experience under my belt or a significant amount of experience under my belt i think that it's not good business and just hey we'll just check fire and i'm, I'm here when you need me if, if there's anything that i can do to to help if we wanna do a three-way call where we we talk about things. But my my answer is gonna be the same, until you've read Nelson Nash and know what your husband or your spouse uh, or your wife is trying to do, then there's really nothing for us to discuss because you don't understand why. Right, right. And that's why, I think that's part of the reason we started this
0: podcast is so people have something to pass on to somebody else when they wanna teach them about it because the, the worst thing you could do is a, as a brand, an, an IBC newbie, is you get all excited about this concept and then you go talking to it about, t- talking to other people about it and saying that you should do this, you should do this, it's awesome. And then they it's ask the best you questions. ever. Yeah. Well, they start asking you questions and you're like, uh, I don't know how to answer that. Or you're very confused and unsure of yourself, which let's let's face it, this is a new concept and there's a lot of details that, that people, it takes you a long time to, to learn and grasp. So the best thing to do is just bring them to the table. Hey, when can we all three, like you said, when can we all, all three get together on a call? How can I answer? I, I've done that with a couple clients right now. One of them was, she was very hard to convince. Um, I think she was just a skeptic. You know, Maybe she's been burned in the past with financial uh, advisors sure. or whoever. And, and the husband was fully on board, but he was super adamant about getting her on board before he moved forward, which I respected. Um, you know, every relationship, you know, I, I wouldn't sacrifice, you know, my harmony in my relationship for, for much of anything. Yes. So that's, that's not huge. Even a,
1: not even a hellcat? Not even a hellcat. So tell us about the hellcat. So did, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've talked about <laughs> it a few times. So let me just give a quick 60 second on the why. People that know me know I'm into cars. We come from a car. We both come from like car families. You know, our dads grew up as gearheads. You uh, and Tammy both. Not not you and I both. You and Tammy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tammy and I. Sorry. Yeah. Both of our dads were like literally the same MOS in the in the army. They were both mechanics. They both were hot rodders back in the late 60s, early 70s. Um so people that know me well know that I wanted a Dodge Challenger Hellcat with a manual transmission and the wide body. And lo and behold last year Dodge stopped making the manual transmission so i started to go into kind of panic mode and kind of like with ibc right dave i read one book and was like let's go when i find a good thing i'm pretty good at identifying it and you stop looking right like once you find what you're looking for why would you keep looking yeah i found a the car that i yeah i found the car that i wanted it was used i don't buy used cars but i did in this case it had seven thousand miles on it it was cherry beautiful and had all the options that i wanted i was like this is an opportunity that is gonna become less frequent as the months tick by and this car becomes more and more rare as people buy them up. So even with, you know, $5 a gallon gas, I don't, I, I don't care. It's an awesome car. It's gonna be in my garage 30 years from now and I'll hand it over to my to my kids amongst Oh yeah, it's gonna last brothers. that long? Oh yeah. Yeah, all right. Dude, it's Good so enough. awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, anyway, how many miles How a year are you gonna, you gonna put on that? I've Not, uh, about a thousand. Oh, really? That's it? That's it. Maybe 800. I only drive it like once or twice a week. Not much. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just when you're cruising the main street. It's a, it's a forever car, you know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, anyway, pretty sweet. That's, the, that's the story. But the point is I did not, I did not tell Tammy I was doing this. She knew I was looking, but yeah, you know, I just, I took action and it wasn't, she was mad for a couple of weeks, yeah, but she got over it and was so what loves the car, but yeah. so I'm a little confused. Are you advising people just say,
0: Hey, if you, if you found IBC and you know, this is the right thing for you to do, just do it. And to hell with the consequences.
1: Now, I mean, everyone knows the relationship. Um, you know, I knew I could get away with it cause you know, I'm her favorite husband. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's good. But, <laughs> but no, I, I don't think so. I think this, I think any decision like, like this this is a long term it's funny though you know when you would when you look at the, some of the common objections like would would the spouse object to have an instant financial security because you have permanent life insurance in place and regardless of what happens to my health I have the ability the contractual ability to pay high premium for the rest of my life or at least through age 100 or age 95 or age 75 or however the policy is designed yeah, Um. I don't think any spouse would ad- object to that if they knew, hey, I'm going to every dollar I put into this, I'm going to get many times over dollars out of it if I want on a tax technically tax deferred, but really the way we would use it with policy loans tax free basis. Yep. Would they object to those things? I, I don't think so. So it's really just a lack of education, lack of knowledge and frankly, just, you know, ignorance on the subject.
0: Right. And then maybe another question is, well, if we don't put our money, our capital here, where do you recommend we put it and see what ideas they come up with? Sure. Um, So here's another great one is we have podcast episodes. We have 30 something podcast episodes at the time of this recording and they are, they cover a series of topics, right? And we've covered a lot of objections in these podcasts. We probably need to do a few more of those, you know, what are the more common objections and how to, you know, how, what's our answer to those objections. But listen to a podcast and just say, "Hey, hey, honey," or you know, husband, wife, whoever it is that that, that isn't on board. Will you listen to the five-minute clip here in this podcast, and then let's talk about it? Like, don't just throw a whole book at them or a whole podcast series at them. Just pick one clip that addresses their biggest concern at the time, and give that to them, and then you guys can talk it out. So, yeah, that's a lot better than you trying to explain it yourself, because I know how those. Money talks. I mean, money conversations and relationships are tough. Sure. Because um, I mean, I've had plenty of those, and they they can bring you together or they can tear you
1: apart. Yeah, I think I think there's some statistic out there where it's generally the most um, stressful part of any relationship um, is is finance is finances.
0: Yeah, I think the divorce statistics is you know money is at the top of that um, yeah. causal factors for divorce. Right. So. Yeah. Touchy subject. But if you confront it together, you know, that's what I would recommend. But yeah, getting both people on board and bringing them along slowly. It doesn't have to happen overnight. I mean, somebody worked with me for honestly six months back and forth. That's a long Um, time. That's a long time. But at the time, I think he was having a difficult time explaining to explaining it to me on my level. So that's why I think you and I are so adamant about getting down to the level of the person we're at and talking on those terms to make it simple. I don't know if I brought this analogy up, but the office where uh, Michael Scott is in his office and Oscar comes in and is like, hey, we have a $6,000 surplus. Michael's like, explain that to me like, you know, like I was 10 years old. He's like, well, you know, it's like at the end of the year you've spent less than you've earned. So you have money left over that you get to use if you got to spend it now or else you don't get that much next year. And he's like, explain it to me like I'm five. He's <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. well, you have a lemonade stand and mommy and daddy give you $10 and goes in, <laughs> you know, so bring it down to that level. Yeah. And then it's building blocks and then you can build it up to the next level. Um, but you gotta be able to to communicate on the level that that person is on, not the level that you're on.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, no question. I think, you know, these the spouse that hasn't and it doesn't matter, male, female, um, if the spouse that hasn't read Nelson or investigated this concept at all. I think it's a, I think it's natural to just be like, whoa, you want to pay how much in premium every year? Like <laughs> yeah, are you mind. nuts? Yeah, because um, they're thinking of it, of it as a bill mm-hmm. uh, that uh, exactly like it has the like,
0: extra money you come up with.
1: Right. Just like yeah. I used to, I used to think of my premiums when I had regular vanilla whole life insurance, I, you know, and I wasn't paying nearly the premiums I was, but I was still paying relatively high premium uh, for the insurance that I had. But I thought of those as just a necessary evil. I didn't look at it as, you know, hey, I am building capital. I'm securing my future, I'm, you know, whatever uh, right. so it So It was that that mindset um, that switch when the light bulb goes off, because you've, you've read some, Nelson, you've investigated this, uh, is so important. But if you haven't done any of the work, of course, on the surface, it seems, why would I do this?
0: Right. Yeah, it, it, it seems outlandish. Why, why would you ever do this on the surface right. until you understand more, you go a little deeper? Yeah, uh, I'm working with one couple right now who, uh, they were both on the Zoom call when we met, the second meeting we had, and she had more questions than him, but they were just clarification, not why should we do this? It was, I'm just clarifying. Does this mean this? Yes. Okay, good. Let's keep going. And they, they had like a nine hour car drive and they binge listened the entire podcast. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Those are my people. See. by By the way, my brother, my brother lives out in LA and he's got his life insurance license and I'm bringing him in and, you know, training him in all of this as well. So he can really start working with me in this business and take some load off my shoulders and, you know, and build a business up uh, for him to, he's got a massive network out there and he wants to share it with a lot of people. He gave you a compliment. He's like, man, I really love your podcast. You guys both have good voices. He's like, your, your voice is pretty good. But man, Paul's Paul's got a great podcast voice. Huh. I was like, "What? You, it's only cause he has a $200 microphone and mine is like 30.
1: You know, this, this came up in conversation last night. I don't think I have a good voice at all. It's kind of nasally and, mm-hmm. Kind of annoying, but I I appreciate that compliment. Is he going to be at the uh, at the wedding or what? Yeah,
0: he will be. Yeah, you'll okay. get to meet him. You'll get to awesome. meet him about, uh, yeah, less than two weeks. He's actually officiating because he's an ordained minister. Even better. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have to pay him to do it, which is great. Yeah, weddings you're, you're,
1: can be <laughs> pricey, I tell you. We pay oh uh, for hours, yeah. so
0: I, I totally, I get it. Yeah, well, it's good to have capital available for opportunities, like weddings. So right. it's not like I'm going into debt for it. All the capital is available. Just taking a loan. Yep. Pay for the wedding and then pay back as, as a, you know, as over the next year or two.
1: Right. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yeah, man. It's going to be a good time. Open bar or what? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't spread the news too much. I've okay. got a, I've got a bunch of other Air Force buddies coming up. So yeah, but it, you know, it, it's on a Sunday, so I'm assuming everybody needs to get up early on Monday and fly back home or get to work. So maybe that was strategic. Home until like. Sixteen hundred the next day. <laughs> okay. Cool, man. Um, then I'll see you for brunch
1: on Monday. That's right. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I love brunch, so eggs Benedict, here I come. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a fun time, man.
0: Uh really looking forward to getting together with people and and uh shoot, man. Probably a good handful of the people going are are IBC guys. Sweet. So yeah. And and most of the other people are are familiar with it and uh, a lot of other um, private lending partners coming. So we'll have a lot, you'll have a lot in common. You haven't met any of the guys, but you'll, of course you'll have a lot in common, you know. We're all cut from the same cloth.
1: Yeah, perfect. Some of us just chose smarter by choosing the Air Force instead of the Army. Yeah, well, those guys are still wearing masks on the train, so. Not all of them, come on now.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah like the old lady who was walking not old i don't even i can't tell if she's old she was wearing a mask it's beautiful yeah. outside it's 80 degrees in minnesota in october she's completely alone walking on the sidewalk wearing a mask I'm like man come
1: on live life yeah, Free some yeah we, fresh air. we see that a lot around here unfortunately so it's uh it's very weird but anyway yeah uh yeah. we digress we, we
0: digress uh a lot so anyway if you want to get your spouse on board set up a, a call yeah, with us, that's super easy. I mean, we're happy.
1: We'll answer any question. There's there's probably no question we haven't heard. Yeah, I think their perception is, Dave, sometimes again, with people that haven't put in the work yet or is that, you know, there's something to hide. These IBC people are hiding something. Yeah. Um, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. But I get, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of shysters out there a lot of bad actors there. Yeah. There are um, un- unfortunately. Right. But i tell you what um this concept is worth your exploration it's worth your time um more than a a cursory review of it as well like a, a detailed review but the, the the great thing is as nelson always says this is ridiculously simple this is yeah. the simplest thing you could do with your money it, it is it it simplifies it has simplified my life i tell you that simplified it yeah you're not kidding that was a conversation I just
0: had this afternoon with somebody who was, he's very on board. He's hes read the book already, watched some videos and then contacted me and set up time to, to meet. And he, um, he's like, he starts talking and he's like, you know, do some people use this to pay all their monthly expenses? You know, I could do this and this and this I'm like, Hey, just slow down. It's just start where you're at. Let's not overcomplicate this. Cause that's the that's, people can easily overcomplicate complicate things and if that's your personality and you know that about yourself that i overthink things i overcomplicate things let us know right off the bat so we can really simplify it boil it down to you know the bare bones of what this is all about and and put you at ease that it's not complex whatsoever it's it's extremely simple if you can yep. online bank you can do
1: this that's right Because, you know, fundamentally, all we're doing is taking money that these folks already have, that's going somewhere, it might be going to a save, I have a recent client that has a lot of money in a savings account, uh, across two of them, actually, and did very well on an an investment opportunity that he had, it was a, a syndication that really, really did well. And, you know, happened to run into one of my clients and one of my good friends who referred him my way and said, read this, listen to this, and and by gosh, ideal client, he did all those things. And lo and behold, he gets it. And um, so, yeah, and these are smart people, right? And I, I said this before, like IBC clients are the most informed, right? Yeah. Um, they know what's going on. They know what the problem is, right? The problem. Yes, that's exactly what I said to this guy today. I was like, because he was telling me, oh, this was
0: a different conversation this morning with an old Air Force buddy, uh, a guy I used to fly with, and he was just rattling off what he, what he's sick and tired of and (laughs) working with this financial planner at one of these, you know, big companies. And he's like, you know, they were telling me this stuff. Just, Hey, I know you're losing money. Just don't worry. And he's like, I got tired of hearing, don't worry. Like, I'm worrying, man. I'm like 15 years from retirement. I'm worrying. So I was like, well, if you know what the problem is, you can find the solution. That's right. So that's that's a great point, man. You cannot, if you're not looking for the problem, or if you have no idea what it is, then this solution won't do anything for you because you don't even know there's a problem.
1: Yep. So, yeah. Yep. But we don't. You know, we're investing 10% of our income, let's say. I you know right? But we're ignoring the 35% that's going out the door in interest to somebody else's bank. And, and we don't that, even think about it.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I think uh trent posted something recently like hey, you're yeah, you're investing 10% of your income and you're searching for that big rate of return on on the 10% you invest. What about the other 60% that you spend on regular expenses that you could be capturing somewhere? like let's focus what would you rather have 10 a 10% return on 10% of your income or a 3% return on 60% of your income like i think i did the math correct i think that's a better return getting 3% on
1: 60% right so i yeah we're we're bleeding money right and we 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 never think about it though because we're not taught to think like that we're taught to do hey invest 10% and Spend the rest or whatever. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Oh yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, you
0: just retired. You'll be fine. Uh, (laughs) Just just hold on, man. (laughs) Just don't, don't die too late. Right. Don't outlive your money. Now don't outlive your money. All you got to do is die early enough and you'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. So there you go.
1: You see that article I posted uh, from Politico about people's nest eggs in Florida due to the hurricane. No. It's like the, the same type of stories you hear that we heard in, in 2000. What was it? Katrina it was 2005. Yeah, um, same same stories. Everyone's rushing to pay off their homes, surrender the use of their capital, right, by paying off their debt as fast as fast as possible, giving the bank money back faster than they want to. Right. And lo and behold, their home is destroyed. So, oh, I can't get that reverse mortgage that I was going to get because uh, the house no longer exists, right? Um, Yeah. Control the banking function, folks. Control the banking
0: function. Because at the end of the day, if somebody's home is completely destroyed, I don't think anybody's ever said, thank God I had all my money in that house. I think a lot of people are, they keep learning the
1: hard way. Yeah, over it's sad. And over and man, over. Man, there's so and much like, damage there. I mean, Dale lives in Fort Myers and he escaped. Yeah. He got super lucky. Yeah, my and, parents and my yeah. grandmother and my in laws all lived down there. And yeah. uh, my parents lost faring? one roof tile. Wow. Uh, and that's it. Those houses, man, are phenomenal. But, you know, they, yeah. didn't, get, they, they didn't get flood where they were, they were lucky. Yeah, their their golf course ponds filled up like, you know, as much as as much as possible. But uh, yeah, so they they were lucky for sure.
0: You know, that old army axiom of, uh, you know, capture the high ground or whatever you guys say. I used to when I was working as an ALO for the, you know, one of the brigades at Fort Riley, they would always sign off the radio calls with see on the high ground. That's right. So like how
1: important is high ground? Like pretty important. Unfortunately, there is none in Florida. Yeah, probably not. huh? It's all all sea level. Yeah. (laughs) I think my parents are like 10 feet above sea level or something. Yeah. Yikes, man. Well, yeah, very lucky. Yeah. Good. Glad they're doing well. Well, All
0: right, man. I think this is good. Uh, I'll probably have a couple people to send this recording to say, hey, hey, share this with your uh, wife, share this with your husband.
1: Yeah. In case folks didn't realize, you know, we get inspired and I got inspired today by a by a recent. uh gentlemen who I would I would love to be a client um but this comes up off not terribly often but it is not uncommon to to encounter this and uh, we thought we'd put together a few just talking points just to address the concerns and my answer is always going to be until you've read Nelson you you don't know what you're objecting to or what your concerns are frankly but and we should air those out and I'll deal yeah. with that yeah the obstacle
0: is the way as marcus aurelius would say the obstacle is the way. So, you know, let's find the path to your spouse who doesn't understand and, and, and we can help them out. Right. And get or them if you're an it. army guy, you'll just, you'll just conduct a deliberate breach. Yeah. And, and go buy product. a Hellcat without permission or discussion. Yeah. Only men would do that. <laughs> oh, true man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, yeah. I bought my truck without permission. There you go. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right, man. Hey, good catching up, brother. Yeah, have uh, fun at
1: football. I'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you all next week. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in a future episode, please send us an email to davidandpaul at theibcguys.com.
0: And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.